Welcome to Freelance Bristol Mum. I'm Faye Dicker and this week I caught up with Louise. She's the woman behind Baby Bites, mum of two boys. Her youngest is actually eight months so she's currently embracing weaning all over again and the brains behind a fab business which is all about basically making family food fun and not to mention just giving you the general understanding and the confidence when it comes to cooking uh, for little ones. I had so many questions to ask her the very first time we met and boy did I get my money's worth out of her. A real inspiration and for me just a really good realist when it comes to the kitchen. Uh, this week we learnt some really good recipes and I'm about to share the latest with you. It was a courgette and chocolate muffin recipe that we cooked in I reckon it was about 10 minutes prep, 10 minutes cook time, 20 minutes all told and absolutely gorgeous. Don't just take my word for it, just listen to Otis's reaction at the end. Today I am going to cook two muffins that are suitable for little babies for weaning and small children for nice healthy snacks. I'm going to do a courgette and chocolate muffin and a apple, beetroot and feta muffin. One sweet, one savoury. Um, we're going to do the chocolate and courgette muffin first and we've got um, grated courgettes in it, cocoa powder. We're not using any sugar in it but we are using some agave syrup. Okay, so the difference between agave syrup and just using regular sugar is that agave syrup, um, it comes from the agave cactus. It's not refined in the same way that sugar is. And it means that it's got a low GI, um, like a low glycemic index, which means that your blood sugar levels don't go soaring up and then come crashing back down. So you don't end up, if you cook with it, um, for children, you don't end up with a whole load of hyperactive kids and then really grumpy kids. Um, so yeah, you can use it in pancakes, in cookies, in um, muffins. Uh, people use it in coffee when they're trying to, you know, if people want to cut out sugar and things from coffee, you can put it in coffee instead. And it has no flavour, it's just very sweet. Um, and it's actually like 30% sweeter tasting than sugar. Um, but it doesn't have the same effect on your teeth and blood sugar levels. So I use it quite a lot in children's cooking and children's treats you can use that instead. Brilliant. So let's get cracking then. What are we okay. starting with? So we're going to start the courgette and um, chocolate muffins. They're really easy to make. All we're going to do is put all the dry ingredients in one bowl and all the wet ingredients in another bowl and then mix the two bowls together and just fold them into each other. Um, the less you mix, the better because the more you mix, the tougher they'll become. Um, right, okay. So what we're going to do is grate a courgette and could you do this with a carrot if you wanted to? You could do it with a carrot, you could do it with banana, um, you could do it with apple, anything really. So just um, something that's quite moist? Yes. Oh. Is this from the garden? It is from my mother's garden. I'm not very good at growing vegetables, but she is. But good if you're getting a glut of courgettes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, the more, the more ways you can think of imaginatively using them, the better, really. They grate down quite well, don't they? And they still get in the goodness in the courgette. It doesn't sort of get cooked out or anything. No, no more than it would do if you put it in a pasta sauce or something. Um, and it does keep it nice and moist. And it does mean that it takes it onto... It means that it's not just a muffin made out of flour and sugar and maybe some raisins or chocolate chips and things. So we're going to put... Um, a whole load of 
courgette in there. So that's just a one sort of average size courgette, wasn't it? Just yes. whacking that in the bowl now. Yeah, in the recipe, it says about 500 grams. Um, but actually, if you've got more or less of something in there, I tend to find it doesn't really You're sort of a, a guesstimate cook, aren't you? I'm a very much a guesstimate cook, yeah. It's <laughs> so my um, kind of cooking. Yeah. Uh, right, so <laughs> we've got that. And then we've got some oil. And we're going to use 175 mils of olive oil. This is in place of butter. Um, so it adds richness, I guess, probably helps to bind it all together. And we need eggs. I'm going to pop in a couple of eggs. And do you make up all your recipes yourself or do you, you adapt things? Where do you get the ideas from? Um, I A combination of whatever's in the fridge. Um, and then, you know, sometimes things work out really well. And you think, okay, yeah, I'll jot that down. Um, and, yeah, adapting other people's recipes. Um, I mean, there's very little that's completely original these days. Heston does some original recipes, but I think... They're very original. Yeah. (laughs) But I think most people, you know, it's just kind of continually adapting flavour combinations and what they go with. So, yeah, it tends to be you see something nice somewhere else and think, how could I make that into family food or make it a bit quicker and easier? Or a bit healthier. And you haven't got the oven on yet. What temperature would you be cooking this one at? Um, we're going to do this at about 180, 170. Uh, the oven I have is very, very hot. So I'm actually going to turn it down to about 160. Um, but yeah, whatever you'd normally cook something like a Victoria sponge on in your oven will be the right temperature. I love the way that you're using the Victoria sponge as sort of a, a, ba- a benchmark. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's in my head now. So we've got, we're looking now at, um, it's fab actually, a nice sort of gooey consistency of a courgette and egg, isn't it, that's just mm-hmm. gone in there. And oil. And oil. Yeah. Um, and in the, and then we're also going to put some agave syrup in as well. Right, so that is the wet ingredients. Um, and then into the dry ingredients, we are doing a mixture of flour, cocoa, um, and ground almonds. And if I can, with a lot of recipes, if it's, a flour-based recipe, I swap out half the flour for ground almonds, sometimes all. Um, and the reason I do that is because you get uh, ground almonds are more nutritious than white flour. Mm. Um, so especially if you're uh, cooking for children, they're getting the protein from the almonds. Um, it makes it a bit denser, crumblier, moister. Um, so it, and they don't have a really overpowering flavour. And so. do they still rise like self-raising flour? If... Um, you do need to add um, baking powder into them um, and you will get a denser result, but it's a different result. It's not a, you know, a worse or better result. Mm. It's kind of just slightly different. But with muffins especially, it you know, works really well. Mm. And anything like banana bread and um, things down that route, I find it works really nicely. Um, and I could do lemon drizzle cake and that works really nicely with half and half mm. because actually that, uh, the almondy flavour goes really nicely. Mm with all the lemons so uh, in here we're going to do cocoa powder and what age would you be serving these muffins for well you could do them from six months you might not necessarily feel like you need to give a six month old muffins but um, they haven't got any added sugar in them and they are actually quite healthy so for mm. finger foods and although they are chocolate we are only using cocoa powder we're not putting anything mm. in the way of processed mm. chocolate in there 
So you could do it from six months with as finger food. I can just see my little one would love this. I really can. Yeah. It'll be a hit in our house. Yeah, definitely. So you've got a, a nice jar of some, some prop- green and black organic cocoa. We can smell it. Yeah, so we're going to put some of that in. Uh, I put in quite a lot of cocoa powder because I want them to be really nice and chocolatey. Mm. Uh, and then we need some self-raising flour. It's nice to be able to give kids cocoa powder and not worry about too much chocolate as well, like you say. Yeah, definitely. You could do a little topping of mascarpone. So if it was a birthday party or something, you want it to seem like there's lots of really nice, you know, pretty treats out. Um, you could do something like this muffin recipe. And then for the icing, rather than doing a buttercream icing or um, chocolate icing, I would get 85% cocoa chocolate, melt that and mix it with some mascarpone or cream cheese, and you get all of the flavour without lots and lots of sugar. And children don't notice. Mm. You know, you can do um, Rice Krispie cakes and stuff with 85% chocolate, and it means that they're just getting all the flavour from the chocolate as opposed to all of the Mm. sugar. And then we need the ground almonds, which are over here. And do they smell? Can you smell the difference? It looks very, it almost looks like um, ground coconut. It's got a slightly different consistency, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, it's more it? of a sandy texture, isn't it? Yeah. So, we've got our dry ingredients. And into that, I'm going to add a little bit more baking powder because I've used self-raising flour, but obviously there isn't any raising agent in the ground almonds. That was a neat trick there, just breaking up the sort of dense uh, baking powder with the other end of the spoon. I hadn't thought of that. Yes, rather than having to sieve sieve everything. And with the cocoa powder and the flour, I'm just running through it with the end of a spoon just to to break up any big lumps. But we're not going to worry about that too much. You're a realist, aren't you, in the kitchen? Yeah, and also that thing of, you, so push for time, if you start measuring everything out and sieving everything and using 15 bowls, it just puts you off doing it completely so I would rather just throw things together get a good enough result and um, yeah especially cooking for families and children I think they're just pleased that you've cooked for them Um, sometimes (laughs) we hope (laughs) they better be anyway right we're going to put a little bit of um, vanilla extract now this I learned from you because I was often confused about what is vanilla extract and vanilla essence and the main difference is actually the price isn't it Uh, amongst many things yes so the um, vanilla extract is very expensive because it's actually extract of vanilla. Vanilla essence, vanilla essence is just a synthetic version of vanilla. So it's just flavorings, it's just chemical flavorings. So yeah, the way I remember is if you're looking at um, the vanilla shelf in the supermarket and there's something for 70p and something for five pounds, you want the bottle that's five pounds. <laughs> that's a very easy way to remember it. Um, bit, of, bit of a good med- benchmark for life in general, really. Yeah. It always tends <laughs> yeah. to be the more expensive yeah. option, doesn't it? There's a reason yeah. for it, yeah. Right, we're also going to put some um, chopped nuts in. And Is this, this just mixed nuts? Yeah, just chopped mixed nuts. Uh, you could put ground almonds, chunks of coconut in there. And it's really just for texture. Yeah, nice bit of crunch in there. And so you'd be happy giving a six-month-old some mixed nuts like that? Because people get very worried about nuts, don't they? Yeah, so the official guidelines are that children can have, babies can eat nuts from six months as long as they're ground or chopped or flaked or, you know, cooked into things. Um, A lot of people avoid nuts because they hear, oh, children aren't meant to be given whole nuts until the age of five, and they think it's something allergy-related, where it's not. Uh, Obviously, if people have... um, a food allergy in their family or they have a nut allergy you'd approach it differently but if you don't have nut allergies and you're not 
particularly concerned that your child does. Um, you know, people that do baby led weaning do tend to just dive in and you know, start with anything that they're having. So if they were making something like this for an older child, then the younger child would also be allowed a bit to you know, squish up and try and get in their mouths. It's smelling really nice. You can really smell the cocoa powder now. Yes, it is. It smells good. Right, so that is... We've got our two containers then. To the right, we've got our container of wet, looking very courgette And then to the left, it's the uh, dominant smell of the cocoa powder that I can smell. And you can see the bits of nuts sticking through the, the sandy mix, can't you? Yeah, and now all we're going to do is pour the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients, fold them together until we've got a relatively cohesive mix. It doesn't matter if there's the odd lump, uh, it will you know, it'll, it'll sort itself out when it's baking. This is a nice easy one for children as well because you don't have to be too specific about it. You don't have to get machinery out. It doesn't go spraying everywhere when they, when they lift, lift the electric beaters out and they're still on. So your kitchen kind of survives. Right, so. That looks really that gloopy, that's it. That's it, yeah. And now we're just going to dollop it into our muffin cases. I've got a range of cases. I've got really big ones, the traditional size muffin cases, slightly smaller ones, and then really little ones that are perfect for you know young children and babies who are just starting to eat. It's really good to see that you've got baking trays in your house like I have in mine that look like they've been used for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well worn. They've been in and out of that oven several times, haven't they? Yeah. Passed down and um, right, I'm just rubbing a bit of oil on spoons, and that is just so that you don't end up with the mixture stuck all over the spoons. So it's a nice, healthy dollop in the sort of yeah. your normal size cupcakes or I suppose yeah. or fairy cake. Yeah, I'd fill them all the way up to the top, and then you get that nice, you know, risen muffiny head with the cracked tops. Yeah, hopefully. You must be so popular in your house, Louise. Are you forever cooking. Uh, yeah, I am, but, you know, there is still a lot of just cooking to make sure that there's some dinner on the table. It's not always cakes and lovely inventive things. And your youngest, he's eight months, so you've begun weaning with him as well. Is it interesting to be doing that all over again? Yes, and this time around I'm much more relaxed. <laughs> he just gets whatever happens to be <laughs> being eaten or, you know, it's in the cupboards, in the kitchen... Um, and I do very much just siphon off a little bit of what we're eating. But weaning in summer is lovely as well because of all the fresh fruit and veg that's available. Let's have a look at what that, what's going on in the oven. <coughs> so we can go back to our first batch now. Oh, they look fab. So the little ones are coming out. Yeah. How do they feel? Firm. Well, that's a really great way of saving undercooked food. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if you're doing something that's more delicate like fairy cakes or something, you can't really go sticking your finger in because um, you can make the whole thing collapse. But muffins are a bit more robust. Mm. so But also, they'll be very delicious. They, they look, lo- they look very chocolatey. They look lovely. Yeah. Really, really good. A bit like rock cakes almost. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do, don't they? Mm. Um, do you want to taste one of the chocolate ones? I would love to try right, it. So these are the little in. ones. I'm going to yeah. just peel off the, the paper. They smell... Oh, you can still smell the coconut. And the bottom... Just Almond. the bottom base is um, really springy. I love the part with the cut with the muffin that you pull off the bottom and the top and the two slightly different tastes. Mm. So here we go. Mmm, that's really nice. Really unusual texture, and there's a little sweet hit that you get as well, mm. which doesn't override the whole taste. It's just in parts, yeah. mm. and deliciously moist. 
A lot we've of got co- guests. We've got the guests, muffins yeah. are out the <laughs> oven. Yeah. And suddenly there are people creeping into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the coffee shops and places mm. now do really, really sweet muffins. Mm. And whereas that's not really mm. how they used to be. Right, should I give a muffin to our guests? Oh, yes. I think it's only right. Now, this is good. Now, has this is your youngest, Otis. Has he had one of these before? Eight months old. Oh, I don't know if he has had one I'm going to have to get before. a photo. Yeah. That was an immediate grab. Yeah. Otis, now this is our real food critic. Because let's face it, babies are very honest. Yeah. And it's going in. He's definitely interested, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Into the mouth. And I can just see the beginnings of some teeth underneath and the tongue's trying to fathom what it is that's in his mouth mm-hmm. but it's not being spat out is it Louise? It's not being spat no more than anything else anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah there we go I think it's a hit in this house Yep, it was a hit in Louise's house and it was a hit in our house as well. Just delicious. Honestly, if Jemima's lucky, she might get the odd mouthful. Uh, Do check out her website, though, for some great ideas. It's babybites.co.uk.